0: Who is stronger than we are? Who's stronger than the Indiana Hoosiers? I don't know, but we're going to find out beginning Friday night, and I don't think it's Kent State led by the redoubtable Rob Senderoff or the Houston's led by uh, Kelvin Sampson. I don't think either of those are going to do any good against Indiana. I think Indiana's going to the Final Four because they won the draw. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but we spoke about it at length. Dan Dockich and I earlier this morning on Two Big Brains. You can check that out. I will put the the link in the description of this video once we're done with the live feed. All right? You got to watch. It's it's a beautiful thing. Getting Dan Dockich all to yourself for 45 minutes is just wonderful. And and we just have a great time talking about sports. It's tremendous. You need to subscribe, and you need to subscribe to this. We're going to talk about the Colts straight out of the gate, and the Colts made a move today, but it's really not a move. It's kind of same old, same old. It's the same move they made last year at almost exactly the same time. What are you going to do? If you're the Colts, like, do you keep doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result? We'll talk about that. Evidently, that's the answer. Yes, that's what Chris Ballard is going to do. He believes in what he believes, Four, twelve, 12 one or bust. I guess we'll talk about that. The Indiana Pacers. Pacers got to stop winning. Just put an end to this winning. They're a half game behind the Bulls in the playoff race. They could wind up in the play-in. They're only two and a half behind, though, the Magic for a fifth worst record in the NBA. And that is the direction they've got to start to head immediately less than a month left in the regular season. you got to start going backwards. If you want Victor Wembanyama. maybe he's going to be great, maybe he's not. But, my God, it's got to be better. Would you rather have, it was put to me today by somebody, and I won't mention it by name, would you rather have another T.J. Lee for Aaron Holiday or would you rather have another Benedict Mather, Matherin? I any logical, normal, clear-thinking person would want Benedict Matherin. So let's go get one of those guys and not another T.J. Leaf, not another Aaron Holiday. Let's go. Let's talk about sports. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling for Monday. Thank you, Michael. For Monday, March thirteenth, two 2023. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson, the best plumber that there is. Give him a call. 765 610 8809 Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, ring the bell so you get an alert every time we go live or post a video. And you know what, if you want to make a donation just like Michael did, I'll do exactly the same for your comment. I will read it and address it. The Colts should now draft Richardson and accept that this will be a two to three year plan and make uh, make moves to follow that route. Keep Ryan and do what you can with a new offensive mind. Holy moly, keep Ryan. If you keep Ryan, you're keeping a $35 million tab. That is just not, that's not a logical thing to do with a a man of fading talents. I get it. You want to draft Richardson, draft Richardson. And you want to sign somebody like Marcus Mariota, sign somebody like Marcus Mariota, but I don't think it's a good fit. I don't think Richardson is because you've got an impatient owner. He wants to win right the hell now, and Anthony Richardson is a not win the right the hell now guy. And Will Levis is not a win at any time guy. So don't take either of those. Trade up or sit still at four and and go get the best you can get at four and hope that either Stroud or Young falls to you. And if he does, great. If he doesn't, you know what? You got to fix it. You got to fix that position. And sitting on your hands and doing nothing is not going to fix that position, and that is exactly what Chris Ballard does. And that's exactly what Chris Ballard has always done. 12 games under 500 as a GM. That isn't going to work ever. That's wrong. That you have got to at some point. I mean, if you're an investor and and you're you keep going downhill. You're no sound. Well, I hope I got sound. Did, did somebody comment. Do I? Is there sound? Somebody's got to be hearing it because Stroud is the ticket, obviously. So I'm making noise, or we got a hell of a group of uh, of lip readers here. So yes, we will continue. Okay. Yes. Thank you, Fireman Jeff. I appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. Um you have got to fix a quarterback position. Chris Ballard really, as the general manager, has never gone out on a limb and done anything. What he did, and he will claim he went out on a limb, making the deal, the thirteenth overall pick for DeForest Buckner. But what that was done what that was is taking the conservative route. That's what that was. That wasn't taking a risk. That was mitigating risk. That was taking a guy you flat knew could play defensive tackle. Trading a first round pick who you didn't know was going to be able to play and getting a guy knowing you were going to pay him big dollars to be that three tech that the defense needed. I, I, how that's a risk, I have no idea. Never gone out and gotten a decent quarterback. In fact, the first year in 2017, started Scott Tolzien at quarterback in the first week. And two weeks prior, I may have been a little bit less than two weeks prior to the regular season, traded for Jacoby Brissett, traded Philip Dorsett, who couldn't play dead, to go get Jacoby Brissett. And Jacoby Brissett wasn't ready to play. Like, the quarterback position, except for 2018, and a really lucky roll of the dice with Phillip Rivers in 2020, has been a debacle for this franchise, and that is the one place at which you cannot have a debacle. You cannot have a GM that is incapable of taking the risk necessary to go get the right guy at the most important position. Like, I get it. And, And I'm all good. You want to take Will Anderson at four? Go ahead and take Will Anderson at four. But you better understand this. Your offense is going to suck ass. You are going to have a bad offense. If you trust it to a guy like Marcus Mariota or Gardner Minshew or some you know well-traveled veteran like that, you are going to have nothing but big trouble. You've got to roll the dice. You've got to be profoundly risk-attracted. Uh, You've got to want to be risk-guy. Then you can go out and do something. Look at what the Rams did two years ago. They went out and made a trade, got Matthew Stafford. Chris Ballard wouldn't shove all his chips into the middle of the table, so the Rams got that deal. They won a Super Bowl. Not that the Colts were ready to win a Super Bowl, but holy hell, you got to do something. And signing Taequann Lewis to a one-year deal coming off you know another, what do you, he's always tearing his patella. I love Taequann Lewis. Tyquan Lewis is a really good dude and, and a very mature guy who has handled his adversity about as well as it can possibly be handled. But are you going to win a Super Bowl because of Tyquan Lewis? No, you, you can't continue to do the same things over and over and over again, expecting a different result. This is why Jim Ursay gets impatient, because he sees this kind of plodding, well-measured kind of tactical roster build. And he said, what the hell are we doing here? Why? Who in their right mind would think that this is going to yield a positive result? They don't have a quarterback right now, except for Sam Ellinger. They don't have a quarterback right now. That's what I said, and I stand by it. They got to go get one, and they got to get the right one. And getting the right one requires breaking a few eggs. Can't make an omelet without doing that. You can't get a quarterback without doing it. You got to figure it out, and if you have to overpay for it, you have to overpay. My God Almighty, this guy throws around nickels like manhole covers, and he has no ownership stake in the team. Get off your ass, do something profound, make this team better. Oh no, we hey, look, we're uh, we're going to sign Ben Banigu to an extension because we are we love using his tape to show. People how to hold on to a block and how to occupy an offensive lineman. What? He never said that. I kid because I care. But please do something. We build from the interior. You know why you build from in- the interior? It's easy. You go out and get the six overall pick, you spend on a left guard. I would hope to, like hell it was gonna be a generational left guard. You got teams winning championships with guards that were picked up from the scrap heap. They were out at Walmart shopping, and a general manager walked through and said, hey, you're kind of barrel-chested. You want to play some football? That's guard play in the NFL. you got to have tackles. you got to have a quarterback. You have to have two dynamic weapons on the outside. You have to have two guys who can go get the quarterback, and you have to have a lockdown quarter. That's it. And what among those attributes... Which do the Colts actually have? Do they have a quarterback? No. Tackles? Ooh, maybe they got two with Ryman and Smith. Maybe. But no weapons, no quarterback. Guys getting to the quarterback? No. Don't have those. Lockdown corners. Stephon Gilmore is pretty good. All right, let's move this thing forward. Uh, Indiana, what do they need to do to move forward in the NCAA? By the way, lots of moves in the NFL. Uh, We'll get to those in a minute. But Indiana, here's what they got to do. You've got to limit mistakes by Thompson and Renew. Okay, Renew and Thompson make way too many errors to justify a place on the floor all the time. You need a guy who's not going to screw stuff up. Miller Kopp is a guy who doesn't screw stuff up. But Miller Cop has got to be able to shoot. The last time Indiana played Kent State in the NCAA tournament was 2002. Kyle Hornsby, Dane Five, Tom Coverdale, etc., etc., etc. rained down hell from beyond the three-point arc to win that game. Otherwise, they wouldn't have won that game. They shot historically well in that game. you got to have guys do that. You cannot, you cannot hesitate to take advantage of a double-team down low by holding on to the ball and continuing to move it around the outside and then re-enter the post. No. Double-team, kick it, pop. You miss, you miss. You make it, you make it. Make it enough, you're going to win games. You're going to beat Kent State. You're going to beat Drake. You're going to beat Houston. And I think Drake's going to beat Miami. All right? So it's going to be Drake in the second round. Let's go. You, you've got to find a body. You've got to rebound. Indiana is going to have a three-inch advantage on aver- at all spots on the floor. Kent State, their average height among all five of their guys at any given moment is just over six foot three inches. Indiana's three inches on top of that. You have got to take advantage of your height advantage especially on the exterior, at the guard spot. Big guards for Indiana, not big guards for Kent State. Take what you do well, maximize it, forget, please, dear God, Race Thompson and Malik Renu, do not put the ball on the ground. Rob Senderoff is adult, but he's not so stupid that he's not going to double down every time you guys put the ball on the floor. Trace, Race, and Malik, Put the ball on the floor, they're going to run to it. And they're going to start digging. Ah! And they're going to go get the basketball. Don't allow that to happen. Don't put it on the ground. And if you do, do it with purpose. Holding it and, and dribbling and seeing what you want to do. What do you think's going to happen? Uh, you have got to... Um, mm, you know what? Indiana, 26.3% of their field goal attempts are three-pointers. That ranks 355th out of 363 Division One teams. You got to shoot the three ball. Let's go. I don't like being a slave to analytics, but there's, there's a difference between being a slave to analytics and utterly ignoring them. You got to be able to shoot threes. You got to be able to make threes. Please, dear God, Miller, cop, shoot the basketball. I almost said something else. Find a body rebound. Let's go. Work it inside out. Cop Bates. Hood Shafino, Galloway, make threes, would you please? Uh, Pacers tonight, love winning, but please just stop. Stop! Don't, whoop! It's a one-point game. Halliburton from the corner. Whoops! That's what we need. Some of that activity. Uh, Let's go over some of the NFL stuff first. I want to advise you again. Go to uh, the link in the description the the two big brains link. Dan Dockich and me, earlier today, talking about the NCAA tournament, talking about how, God bless Chris Reynolds, what a wonderful human being, giving Indiana the draw that they have, Purdue the draw that they have. Purdue's a one seed. Indiana's a four. I would rather have Indiana's path to the final four than Purdue's. If I were a Purdue fan, I would be smoking hot right now. Um... Jimmy Garoppolo signs or will sign with Raiders, 67.5 million over three years, 34 million of it guaranteed. Aye, 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 aye. I'll tell you what, uh, Bangs Davis, he is uh, not the sharpest tack in the drawer. Mike McGlinchey, offensive tackle, five years, 87.5 million. Ben Powers, guard, four years, 52 million. Um, both. Go to the Broncos, or will go to the Broncos. Clayus Campbell, released by the Ravens, frees $7 million in cap space. 49ers signed defensive tackle Hassan Ridgway, one year, $4 million. Or, I'm sorry, Houston signs Hassan Ridgway away from the 49ers. Texans will also sign Case Keenum as their backup, to whomever is taking at number two to be the starting quarterback. Chiefs right tackle Andrew Wiley. He is signing with the Commanders, three years, $24 million. Oof, Man, that is a step down in class, man. I hope that money spends good, because you're going to earn it. Uh, Former Jets quarterback Mike White, two years, $16 million. Uh, The Eagles, they lose Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle. He signs a four-year, $84 million deal with 40 of that guaranteed to sign with the 49ers. So there you go. What a day. My goodness, I got all upset. You know what? Maybe I need to take a walk, take a deep breath. Nope, that's not what it is. I am rightfully angry at Chris Ballard for slow-playing free agency again. Look, you heard all the updates, right? McGlinchey, Garoppolo, uh, you know, Wiley, Mike White, Javon Hargrave. Any of those deals intrigue you as a Colt? If the Colts made those deals, I'd scratch my head and think, you know, eh, not so good. So I don't disagree with Chris Ballard slow playing this free agency period. However, you got to do something. Now we're building through the draft. We are in year seven now of rebuilding through the draft, and it hasn't worked yet. Do something different. Wouldn't you? I mean, honest to God, like I was saying before, if you've got like an E Trade account and you keep you you keep buying stocks in in like you know small penny stocks that you think are going to explode and they never do, they just keep getting taken off the board, they keep going bankrupt, and you you say, oh geez, well one of these are going to hit. I, I'm going to keep going. What are you doing? Buying a stock? It's like buying stock in MS Communications from two thousand through about 2016. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to it's it's lost a fifth of its value over the last 6 months. I'm doubling down. I'm going to stick with it. I'm doing what I do. Catastrophic financial decision. And look, before people think I'm crapping on MS Communications, no, I'm not. I went through it. I did it. I recommended my mother buy stock in MS Communications. That's the kind of stupid I am. Mom, I'm telling you, it can't go much lower than this. What? That's what Chris Ballard is doing. You know what? We're going to win from the inside out. Wait a minute, four, twelve, and one Yep. We're going to win from the inside out. Uh, Didn't work last time. We're due. No. Stop that. Talk to you tomorrow morning, Breakfast with Kent, and then live on WGCL Radio. Go to WGCLradio.com. Click to listen from 7 to 9. Can't wait to talk to you there tomorrow morning. And then, you know what? We we do these uh, two big brain deals, uh, Dan Dockich and I, and just have a hell of a good time talking to each other about sports. Absolutely love it. I think we're going to do another one Friday. We'll see.